This is the real news for fake baseball, brought to you by the Draft Champions Podcast. Let's start with the San Diego Padres. Mackenzie Gore has been invited to camp, and so has C.J. Abrams, who you cannot possibly speculate on given the Padres' depth at infield and outfield. A.J. Casavell reports that all three of Mackenzie Gore, Adrian Morjan, and Ryan Weathers will enter camp as starting pitchers. Morjan and Weathers may be used in relief at the major league level. However, Gore will function exclusively as a starter. Denelson Lamette has progressed to mound work and has shown no ill effects so far. Jake Cronenworth and Kim will play second base and possibly some outfield. Profar can play almost every position except for catcher and pitcher and will play plenty. Expect all three players to gain position eligibility. However, in an interview with Jace Tingler, Padres manager, on February 12th, he had a slightly different shade on on the playing time. He said that Kim will be playing first base, second base, third base, and shortstop, so not the outfield. He also said that Paddock had a great offseason and has the character to bounce back. He has put a lot of time into his body and mechanics. As for Tommy Pham, Tingler expects him to have his best year yet. He's made a remarkably quick recovery, throwing the ball better, and his swing looks great. He finally says that my boy, Brian O'Grady, has been underrated and overshadowed. He controls the strike zone and can play all three outfield positions and first base. He's a guy you can win a lot of games with. There's a lot of talent in San Diego, and we will see what a full season brings in terms of playing time. In terms of pitching, Tingler is quoted saying that the guys throwing 60 to 70 innings, are they really spiked up to go 160, 170? What's naturally going to happen? Doing the best we can, building these guys up, staying patient, staying disciplined, and not going over, especially early, is going to be critical. Sounds to me like a six-man rotation could be in play. And does Gorebrink camp as a starter in that case? In terms of closer, Tingler says that Pierce Johnson, Drew Pomerantz, and Emilio Pagan have experience. Or they could go with situational options. Since he said that they've signed Keone Kella and Mark Melanson. So bring your, bro- bring your brooms to San Diego, not only because they should sweep a lot of series, but because their save situation is a mess for fantasy. Moving on to the Texas Rangers, Jonah Heim has stated his goal is to win the starting catcher job. Take that for what you will. Woodward, the the manager of the Rangers, describes the outfield of Gallo, Tavares, and Dahl as defensively stunning. It will be a struggle to get Chris Davis and Calhoun at bats, he says. For Calhoun, it will come down to how well he can hit lefties in securing time in the outfield. It sounds like it's going to be a battle. But don't forget, Lionel DeShields is a non-roster invitee to spring training. Woodward said that Fulton Evitz, Arihara, and Gibson are all locks for the starting rotation. Jordan Lyles and Dane Dunning will get some starts, but Kyle Cody is also there. He expects a big bounce back from Gibson. The St. Louis Cardinals. Non-roster invitees to spring training include Nolan Gorman, Liberatore, and Zach Thompson. The GM Mosaic 
said, I think the strength of the rotation is not a, not to think about five names, but to think about the depth of it. We are going to have the ability to be flexible in a time where being flexible might be critical to success. To me, this sounds like another potential six-man rotation. News Radio 1120 KMOX asked Adam Wainwright, who are a couple pitchers you are most anxious to see how they progressed from the way they finished last year to how things are going to start this year. Take a listen. Number one, Alex Reyes. I mean, just a force out of the bullpen at the end of the year. Could do it. He could pitch in whatever capacity, in whatever role he was asked to. So the question becomes obviously is can he stay healthy as a starter? I mean, he's had some some rotten luck with injuries. Uh, but he's one of the most talented guys I've ever been around. Um, and then you got a guy like Ponce de Leon, who you're wondering, all right, what's his role going to be? Can he continue to progress? Because there's times where we've seen Ponce where he's absolutely unhittable. There's times where you're wondering, all right, maybe he's a lockdown late-inning guy. And so I, I think about those two guys right away. But I'm really interested to see Matthew Liberator play too. He's a little bit, you know, nobody's, he's not on everybody's radar. But he's that guy that we traded Randy Arozarena for. And everybody's just going, well, who did you trade? Look at this guy. He's the greatest hitter of all time in the postseason, blah, blah, blah. But this guy's pretty talented, man. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do for us. The Boston Red Sox. Non-roster invitees to spring training include Jeter Downs, Jaron Duran, and Christian Casas. If Downs is up, you would also benefit from added position eligibility in your fantasy leagues. With the additions of Marwin Gonzalez and Kiki Hernandez and their versatility, there will be lots of platoons. Martin Perez returning to Boston had a lot to do with Cora. Expect him to have every opportunity to be in the starting rotation. This could mean, with the addition of Richards and Pavetta, that Tanner Hawk begins the year in the bullpen or minors. Speaking of Pavetta, the Rays attempted to get their mitts on Pavetta as they believed he was the next Glasnow. The Red Sox increased his slider usage in his two starts, which led to some success at the end of 2020. Garrett Richards, coming off a mediocre year in which he split time between the rotation and the bullpen in San Diego, has an impressive track record before Tommy John surgery. He has been labeled as injury-prone, but his injuries all relate to his elbow pre-surgery. I have not heard anything negative since the surgery from a health perspective. In an interview after the trade of Franchi Cordero and Andrew Penintendi, Dayton Moore, the Royals GM, said that if Cordero stays healthy, he's going to do really, really well. He'll do some things on the field that are going to wow you. He's going to need some time because he hasn't had a chance to play a ton over the last couple of years. If he stays healthy and gets a chance to play every day, he's going to do really well. I suspect everyone is going to be really, really happy He's part of the Boston Red Sox, but he's never played more than 40 games in a year. More, at, more adds, he has tremendous makeup and, a, and is a wonderful human being with power and speed. Like Cordero, some of the injuries were kind of freakish, but if you hadn't noticed, there were a lot of ifs in that paragraph. The Toronto Blue Jays. Austin Martin, Forrest Wall, Simeon Woods Richardson, and Joey Murray are all some of the players invited to camp. They've designated 
Derek Fisher for assignment. Shapiro says that most of the heavy lifting is done, but there could be some more minor trades. There are rumors that a reunion with Taiwan Walker could happen. You could see Vlad gain third base eligibility, and you can bank on Simeon gaining third base and or second base eligibility. The Cincinnati Reds. Harold Reynolds said on February 15th that D. Gordon worked out with Barry Larkin and should be capable of playing shortstop. He cited that this isn't the shortstop of the 1980s. There are shifts and sometimes he'll be in right field. It's worthy to note that D. Gordon is a non-roster invitee and Jose Garcia is a member of the 40-man roster. Moving on to the New York Yankees. There is only so much square footage at the Yankees' spring training site, so Jason Dominguez is not invited. He is just too big. In an interview with WFAN, Aaron Boone said that Gary Sanchez was not benched at the end of the season, and they have since had a productive conversation. It was a daily decision, and Higashioka was playing excellent at the end of the year and is great defensively, hitting the ball with authority, while Gary had an up-and-down year. It was the same with Gardner and Clint Frazier. If the Yankees had beaten the Rays in Game 5, Boone said Gardner would have started Game 1 of the ALCS and not Frazier. Boone is betting on a bounce back from a lot of players in 2021, including Sanchez, who was hitting better at the end of the season, but without the results. On his own accord, Gary Sanchez went to Tampa right after the season to work on his mechanics. He played winter ball and hit 245 with two homers and six walks. The New York Mets have again invited 33-year-old ex-Denver Broncos quarterback Tim Tebow to spring training. Again, taking up the spot of someone potentially relevant. If they aren't going to be taking this seriously, then neither will I. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Ketel Marti likely gains outfield eligibility back and perhaps shortstop eligibility based on their roster construction. Seth Beer is a non-roster invitee and could be in play at some point this year. Their GM, Hazen, will not commit to a closer yet. He did go on to say that he would be shocked if Soria did not get appearances in the ninth, but Crichton finished the year in that role and it would not be fair for it to be stripped from him. In other news, Soria has said, I want to close. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Dave Roberts, on his loading pitching staff, said this, As we sit here in early February, it's amazing. It's great. This year is unprecedented in terms of how players will respond, in particular pitchers. So to look at workload from 2020 and now look out and 2021, things are going to happen. How much can a pitcher handle? So for us to look at it as depth beyond depth is a very good thing. Dave goes on to call this, first world problems. Robert spoke again with the OC register and said this, I think with what's happened in the past season with the Dodgers, to think that all seven of those guys aren't going to make starts for us is very unrealistic. So I think that for us, the approach is to look at it like that in an open, honest way, and there will be more clarity. They're all going to make starts. How many or how it's spread out I don't think anyone knows right now. 
I think our starters are really starting to understand the importance of staying fresh through October and not just getting through the season. The stress on a per-inning basis in October is exponential. Not to say that every single starting pitcher doesn't want to make 30-plus starts, but that gives you a little insight into what Dave Roberts is thinking and how he's going to handle the pitching staff. Los Angeles Angels. Jeremiah Jackson, Jordan Adams, and Reed Detmers are all invited to spring training. Franklin Barreto and Max Stassi are on time with their rehab and feel good. They also feel there is a group of five to seven young pitchers that can contribute, which includes Berea, Sandoval, and first-round pick Reed Detmers at some point in 2021. Chicago White Sox. According to John Morosi, Michael Kopech will start in the rotation. The Seattle Mariners. Non-roster invitees to spring training include Jared Kalenic, J-Rod, Cal Raleigh, and Logan Gilbert. Note, there is no invite extended to George Curtin. First of all, service said that Dylan Moore and Shedlong will compete at second base, but the important point to note should be that Dylan Moore will get a long look at the position, i.e. he gets first crack at this job. DePoto also said that Logan Gilbert will get a chance to compete with Nick Marjavicious and Justin Tun for the sixth rotation spot. Senior Director of Analytics Jesse Smith says that Luis Torrens is a diamond in the rough. There is a potential step to stardom. He has a unique story. He was an international free agent signing by the Yankees for $1.3 million, which is not chump change. Then he was selected by the Padres in the Rule 5 draft. Because of this situation, he was forced to play at higher levels with inconsistent playing time, which hurt his development. He did have a poor 2018, but a good 2019, and then 2020 happened. The Padres traded him because they were in win-now mode, not because they were just discarding him. He then goes on to say that Gilbert is doing things with his slider and changeup that he has never seen at the alternate site. He has a high pitching acumen and knows where the strategic places to throw the ball more than anyone in the organization. He is impressed with the shapes of his pitches. Smith sees progression in J.P. Crawford, says he could become a master of hitting and loves a tactical approach of when to swing. He tickles him as a prospect, still putting things together. Perhaps the most interesting thing is the Mariners put a biometric camera system in T-Mobile Park. They feel it is the next step on the analytics front to see how the pitcher, or hitter for that matter, moves. How the pitcher hides the ball. Some pitchers perform better than the pitch data we currently have shows. There is the belief that the, that the coordinates that trace the elbows, hips, knees, etc. will uncover ways to optimize mechanics. This works for hitters too, how they generate force, and what could lead to injuries. Joel Fermer, sorry, Joel Furman, director of analytics, raves about Yusei Kikuchi, saying that the Ks and walks are the most important predictive measure, while his ERA, although high, is not predictive because it depends on the timing of when things happen. He loves Kikuchi's new velocity and weapons. His batted ball metrics and K metrics have improved significantly. For more on Kikuchi, here is our senior correspondent, George Montanez. Yeah, so Yusei Kikuchi came over from Japan in uh, 2019 with some pretty high expectations, right? He was an all-star in Japan and comes over and was pretty 
disappointing first season. It was kind of experimental, right? And uh, just seeing what he had, uh, you know, here in, in MLB, and he ended up with a 5.46 ERA, and it was earned. It came with a 5.18 uh, xFIP, a 5.71 FIP, 5.17 Sierra, and so it was time to make some adjustments, right? So Kikuchi goes to driveline over the offseason uh, going into 2020, ditches the curveball, adds the cutter, and it led to some really interesting results. He actually, uh, his velocity actually went up about two miles per hour across the board on all his pitches. And that cutter that he added was actually the second hardest cutter in the league behind uh, Jacob deGrom. And I mean, we, we know how fantastic deGrom is. So he ditches the curveball, adds the cutter, and now with a, a four-pitch repertoire of a cutter, four-seam, changeup, and slider, uh, Kikuchi really, uh, he raises ground ball rate and his uh, strikeout rate. Uh, all four of those pitches had uh, double-digit swinging strike rates. So uh, the the results in 2020, while the ERA, you know, doesn't exactly say that, you know, much had changed because he ended up with a 5.17 ERA, it came with a drastically different 3.30 FIP. 3.78 xFIP and 4.34 Sierra. I raised his strikeout rate from 16% up to 24.2%. Now, the problem with Kikuchi uh, is that walk rate, right? So uh, he had a 10.3% walk rate. That's, I, I mean, that's that's pretty bad for a starting pitcher. But uh, if he can just get that walk rate under control, uh, going after pick 300, I think, you know, after a season of adjustments. 2021 might be the year that Kikuchi could put it all together. And I think after pick 300, there's some SP3 upside here. We're looking at possibly 160 innings, uh, perhaps a strikeout per inning and a sub four ERA. Thanks, George. And congratulations on your new writing gig. The Oakland Athletics, former game one of the 1992 World Series hero, and the Oakland A's coordinator of instruction, Ed Sprague, says that James... Caprielian, Dalton Jeffries, Parker Dunshee, Miguel Romero, and Waddinson Charles can all contribute to the MLB team this year. He also said that Luis Barrera was the best hitter at the alternate site, and he's on the verge. There is also opportunity for my for my other boy, Seth Brown, and Sky Bolt to contribute. Or rock and roll, as Ed says. The last piece for Barrera is strike zone recognition. He's low on walks and also low on strikeouts. Now, Seth Brown didn't get much of an opportunity last year for some reason, but he's shown plus power at multiple levels. Greg Diekman is another name Sprague mentions who has great tools but will likely but will likely start off in AAA. When asked about A.J. Puck, he said that he was throwing well at the alternate site, but the bounce-back factor was hard and he opted for surgery. However, his outings were fine. From the reports he's read, it appears he's progressing and mound work is all on track. A guy no one's heard of much of is Colin Peluse, a 22-year-old who had a huge jump in velocity, up to about 97 miles per hour. The Washington Nationals. Dave Martinez has a long relationship with John Lester, and that is what drove John to sign there. Martinez says that Lester is a true winner, a competitor, and fits right in with the rest of the staff. I think that John Lester should probably get as many innings as he can handle. Now, Dave Martinez is also excited to work with Schwarber again because they were also colleagues in Chicago. And he expects Schwarber to hit in the middle of the order and drive in a whole bunch of runs. 
Martinez worked with Schwarber in Chicago in his transition from catcher to outfielder. He feels that he can play a solid outfield. The San Francisco Giants. Heliot Ramos, Hunter Bishop, and Marco Luciano will be invited to spring training as non-roster invitees. Gabe Kapler had a long talk with Joey Bart, essentially telling him that he will start in the minor leagues and will not rush his development. It appears that if, if Bart wants an early promotion, he will really have to force the issue. Among hitters with over 25 chances, Bart was the worst hitter laying off breaking balls in the chase or waste zone in 2020. Kapler said Belt is on track to play exhibition games in March, stocking optimism he will be ready for opening day. Austin Slater is now healthy and could, go, and could draw starts in center field. Farhan Zaidi said that they are looking to add to the rotation, which includes Gosman, Quito, Disclafani, and Alex Wood. Logan Webb enters as the fifth starter, and BD will join the mix once he's recovered from TJ. Basically, anyone acquired or in the minor league system that ha- has a shot to pitch significant innings if they prove they have a pulse. Worthy to note, the Giants begin the season at T-Mobile for a weekend series. For those drafting Alex Dickerson and Brandon Belt, who may not be ready in time anyway, temper your expectations for their plate appearances that weekend. Seattle's top four starters are all left-handed. The Detroit Tigers. Spencer Torkelson has been extended an invite to spring training. Also, in a Zoom call, A.J. Hinch said that they are still in the market for a catcher, a backup. A.J. Hinch likes versatility and plans to use Isaac Paredes at second base to start off with, which should gain him dual eligibility at corner and middle infield. He also said that Candelario and Castro will move all around the infield. He also left it open for Daniel Norris and Alexander to start in the rotation, which is why there are some minor league deals for left-handed relievers in case of this. Now, before the addition of Nomar Mazzara, he said that he had a lot of confidence in Grossman, Reyes, and Jacoby Jones in the outfield. And um, A.J. Hinch does not want to name a closer, but Al, Al Avila's Al Avila raves about Brian Garcia. He says he has the mound presence and intangibles of a late-inning relief pitcher. However, that closer situation is very much still up in the air. On another call with Matt Manning, he said that his throwing program is on schedule and he feels zero pain. Colorado Rockies. C.J. Crone has been brought in on a minor league deal to potentially play first base. We are making no assumptions here. However, Ryan McMahon is the logical replacement at third base to Nolan Arenado. McMahon struck out at a 34.2% clip last year, which was the sixth highest in the majors among qualified batters. He batted 215 and had a 295 on base percentage, which were the worst of his career. He did, however, have nine home runs, which were second on the team to Trevor Story. He was shifted against 54. 54% of the time in 2020 versus 33% in 2019. The story behind this was as follows. His first pitch swing percentage went down from 41% to 28%, meaning he was far less aggressive, which caused a lot of 0-1 counts and him having the inability to drive the ball and thus pulling the ball more and making the shift more effective against him. He went from a line drive gap hitter in 2019 to a weak contact pull hitter in 2020. 
he will need to change this approach in order to improve in 2021 and keep a starting position on the Rockies. The Baltimore Orioles. Trey Mancini is back in camp and feels fantastic, which is great news. He says he's open to playing first base or the outfield, but he also really enjoys playing DH, which is not always the case for all players. So if he moves to DH, they can move Ryan Mountcastle to first base and open up a spot in the outfield for either DJ Stewart or someone else. A name to keep an eye on would be Yusniel Diaz, a prospect in the Orioles system. Atlanta Braves. Grant McCauley reports that Alex Anthopoulos was on MLB Network's radio front office and provided an update on Mike Soroka. He said he's been throwing bullpens and his arm should be ready for spring training, but the Braves still might place him on the IL to start the season in order to make sure that he's 100%. They still have yet to make a decision. The Miami Marlins. Their starting rotation is not as clear-cut as one might think. Sandy Alcantara is the clear ace, having been the only pitcher to throw a full season from start to finish. He is followed by Pablo Lopez and Eliezer Hernandez. The fourth and fifth spot are very much up for grabs. One might think that is that the pitching duel of Sixto Sanchez and Trevor Rogers would fill those gaps. However, there is top prospect Edward Cabrera and his 100-mile-an-hour fastball, as well as Braxton Garrett and Nick Neidert. In addition, Marlins pitching coach Mel Stottlemyre Jr. has been quoted saying there was a lot of time lost from a standpoint of a lot of players didn't get their innings. With as young as we are, we have an in, we have innings projections and we try to stay true to those the best way we can without jeopardizing health. So this sounds like it could also be a six-man rotation. The Minnesota Twins. Everyone expects Alex Kirillov to be up early in 2021. However, they have another first-round pick named Brent Rooker, who is 26 years old, versus Kirillov, who is 23. Since both have similar service time, the Twins may choose to start Kirillov in the minors and bring up Rooker. This may be an opportunity for them to showcase Rooker as trade bait, as well as keep Kirillov from reaching Super 2 status. It's also interesting to note that Rooker was called up during the regular season last year when Kirillov was not. Rooker hit a robust 381 with two doubles and a homer. He also got hit by two pitches, which one broke his wrist, ending his season. The Tampa Bay Rays. Shane Baz, Joe Ryan, and Wander Franco are all non-roster invitees, while Vidal Brujan and Taylor Walls are already on the 40-man roster. This is a crowded situation in the middle infield from a prospect perspective. Ninder, the Rays GM, is trying to build a deep group of starters, bulk inning guys, and middle relievers. He just added Rich Hill after stating he was open to adding more pieces. Chris Archer says that he is open to a bulk inning rule. Now, roster space will increase once Pache, Beeks, and Chirinos can be transferred to the 60-day DL. The Cleveland Indians. On a February 12th interview on 3 News with Nick Camino, Terry Francona was asked about the recent additions to the offense, as well as which players he thinks have significant upside that he would like to give a chance 
to play close to every day. Let's take a listen to Terry. Going through changes is different, I think, than, than rebuilding. And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm thrilled that Cesar's coming back. He's quietly just such a solid teammate and, you know, can lead off or hit wherever you want him to. He catches everything in second. Just a really solid teammate. We're really excited to get Eddie Rosario in here and throw him in the middle of the order somewhere and turn him loose. So that's exciting. There are some young guys that we want to see, you know, can they do it? Because if the answer is yes, that makes us a really much better organization moving forward. And I'll give you a few names, whether it's Bobby Bradley or Jake Bowers or, or uh, Yu Chang or, or Bradley Zimmer or Oscar Mercado. There's reasons to think that they can all do it. It's just for, for a lot of different reasons, it hasn't got done on a consistent basis yet. The Chicago Cubs. David Ross said that Ian Happ is his leadoff hitter. For now. In an interview, Hoyer denied trying to corner the market on control command guys. Kyle Hendricks, Zach Davies, Trevor Williams, Alec Mills. <laughs> he says he loves guys who, throws who throw 97, but believes Trevor Williams will flourish with their infrastructure. His command is excellent. He's 28 years old with success in our division. He went on to say that Jock, Jock Peterson, courted the Cubs rather than the other way around. But unlike when Milton Bradley did this by courting the Cubs, Jock's is a no-risk deal where there's not as much pressure. He's cut his strikeout rate down over the years and hits a fastball well, which is something the team had struggled to do, particularly up in the zone. This is an upgrade over Schwarber. Last year, the Cubs had a 247 Woba on four-seamers in the upper third of the zone. Schwarber had a 250 Woba on those pitches last year, while Jock had a 372 Woba with a career 370 mark. He's a good fit for the ballpark and hopes to bring Jocktober back. In terms of pitching, Hoyer said, we're probably looking at it a little more as probably seven or eight guys, given the fact that people are going to have innings restrictions and stuff. We are going to continue to add to the rotation. Since then, he's added Arietta. With injuries and Alzalei as the likely sixth man, you can probably be cautious when projecting innings from much of this staff, except for Hendricks, and expect the debut of some players without any major league, exper major league experience. The question is, who will those players be? Hoyer prefers someone to win the job and roll with it when talking about second base and the battle between Bodie, Horner, and Vargas. That was your real news for fake baseball, brought to you by the Draft Champions Podcast.